and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard on Chorus Radio each week. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our show this week, we're going to talk a little bit about traveling to B.C., Our good friend and regular guest to the show, travel writer Paula Worthington, will join us later on in the podcast to share her recent trip to Bowen Island, located just across the water from Vancouver, B.C. We'll also head a little further west from that spot and visit Tofino, B.C., right on Vancouver Island, and learn all about the Wiccaninish Inn. But first, we're going to start things out talking about the film The Last Tourist. It's a documentary film that takes a look at the tourism industry, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and what we can do about it. The executive producer of the film is Bruce Poon Tip. He's also the founder and CEO of G Adventures. You can see the film on Apple TV, or you can find out more from their website, thelasttouristfilm.com. And Bruce joins us now to tell us more about it. Hi, Bruce. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Uh, give us an overview of what the film is about and uh, why you thought it was important to make. Well, the, the, overall, the film I, is a message of hope. Um, hope as we kind of start traveling again after we've had this forced pause. Um, but it is a pretty, um, you know, an honest look at the tourism industry today and, and, and how it was just before COVID, which there's some pretty, there's some harsh realities. So that's a big part of getting, you know, the message in front of people. But the overall message of the movie is a message of hope, how tr- tourism can be a transformational experience for not just the traveler, but also local communities and impact some of the poorest communities in the world. Uh, If done right, tourism can be just a transformative industry as a whole. Um, And that's really the message of the film. Well, I'm glad you say it's a message of hope because when you watch it, it really does kind of give you a smack in the face. But then as you watch Mm -hmm. it, there's this good and bad going back and forth as being a tourist and the bad things that happen, but then also the good things that can happen. Uh, was that on purpose or like sometimes I, I don't know I'm not a filmmaker but you know sometimes you, do, you start out trying to do something and you end up with something different mm-hmm. uh, that was definitely the case with this film um, but, but really travel has, ha- it has had uh, positives and negatives um, for a long time as an industry depending on how you look at it and just before COVID I think we were at a low point in tourism with um, you know so much talk about over tourism you know Greta Thunberg and you know climate change and mm-hmm. carbon emissions. It was, it was just so much negative. Whereas travel can be a positive thing. It was easy to pick on travel when travel had, had gotten to a place that really didn't mean anything to anyone, and it was you know people buying amenities and the commod the commoditization of t- tourism or experience. And so you know so you know in order but travel can be a great a great thing, it can be a positive thing, it can be a force for good, and can change so many lives. And that's really what the message we wanted to get in the film. And so it did change numerous times in terms of, you know, what we wanted it to say and, and you know, how we were going to focus that message. But, you know, when, when, when we went out there and filmed it, it went from the idea of just doing a short to a full-length documentary. And, it's, you know, it's turned out great. Well, it did turn out great. Uh, I imagine the reviews have been, have been very good. I really enjoyed it. A, a couple of examples of the film that really got me, though, was the treatment of animals. I've always uh, disliked that. And, and the orphanages uh, that tourists visit. Uh, talk about those. Well, but, you know, the funny thing about that is in, in both of those cases, these are things in tourism where people have full, good intentions, you know, that they want to do good, where by visiting an orphanage and helping children, when actually they do harm when it's, done, uh, when it's not done right, 
And when you create an industry around children and, you know, and, and creating an industry about people wanting to do good, taking advantage of people wanting to do good. And that goes for animal welfare as well. Everyone loves animals and everyone wants to take pictures of animals or get up close with animals. And quite often they're lured into helping those animals by, you know, donating at the same time. But at the same time as doing so, you know, the, the love you have for those animals is usually what's creating an industry to harm a wildlife at the same time. So those un- unraveling those stories and unraveling that in a way th- to show that, it could, that, it, that all of these things can be done in a good way, can be done to support communities, can be done to support animals and, and um, um, children. Um, but they just, ha- but you have to just be careful when you're a consumer, when you, uh, you know, when you want to match your values with how you live at home with your holiday time, you just have to be a bit more conscious and more aware and that's really what the, the film is about, They're creating that awareness for people and, you know, help educating them about making wiser choices and being more conscious. And I think uh, consumers, I, I, I can't speak about any other industry, but I think for the tourism industry overall, if consumers demand something, uh, the industry, and you can speak it, to it from an industry uh, person that runs G-Adventures, uh, uh, they're pretty quick to, to turn it around and, and you know, uh, please the consumer. Is that true? For sure. I mean, in, in the tourism industry, any entrepreneur biz, or any businesses are in the business of creating products for people to buy. I mean, that's just the nature of consumerism and the nature of, you know, an entrepreneur's create, um, trying, to, to, trying to think before you think of what you want. We try to put it in front of you. But so when you create demand, that's the best way for people to, uh, to create change. Now, if we talk about the sustainability or the responsible movement, in order to really change, it's not really small companies like Cheap Ventures. It's like the big kind of, you know, big corporations. In order for them to change, the consumer has to change. And the consumer has to change, you know, and create create demand. Because if you create the demand, we'll put that product in front of you. And COVID and the pandemic has created an opportunity for people to rethink everything. And I think the, the, the thing that's going to change the most is how people travel. And so that demand is going to change, and we're going to put new things in front of people that they want. And so it's got to be important to you and meaningful, and that's the best thing that could happen to travel. Well, the film is called The Last Tourist. You can find it on Apple TV, actually, or you can go to their website, thelasttouristfilm.com, for more information. And Bruce Poon Tip is the CEO and founder of G Adventures. He's also the executive producer of the film The Last Tourist. It was a pleasure chatting with you, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Tofino, B.C. has always been a popular place to visit on Vancouver Island, not just for the famous storm watching, but any time of year. And a popular place to stay in Tofino is the Wiccaninish Inn. So joining us now to tell us more about the Wiccaninish Inn is Charles McDermott. He's the managing director of the Wiccaninish Inn. Their website is wiccin.com. Hi, Charles. Hi. Good morning, Randy. Uh, tell me about the Wiccan Initiation, and hopefully I pronounced that pronounced it correctly. Uh, I understand, though. I was looking, uh, you know, on your website and stuff. Condé Nast top resort in Canada in 2021. You got to like that. Well, absolutely. We we um, we do pay attention to ratings, and and, uh, and you know, of course, the. Uh, uh, reader voted uh, ratings are the ones that we pay most attention to, and that's the travel and leisure, and as you mentioned, the Condé Nast ratings from the the readers of these two publications are the 
really the two benchmarks within the the high-end travel industry that we pay most attention to because most of our visitors pay attention to those as well. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations on that. So tell me uh, about the Wiccaninishian, how long you've been around, and and most important, how how do you get there the easiest way? Sure, absolutely. Um, Well, uh, first of all, we opened in 1996, uh, a scant 26 years ago, um, and uh, um, and uh, have uh, ex- we expanded uh, in 2003, and we're now 75 uh, rooms and suites with a wonderful Point Restaurant, our ancient Cedar Spa, and a uh, a, a really uh, a nice, friendly, casual driftwood cafe as well, all on the property at the. And we're located really on the very west coast of Vancouver Island in the township of Tofino. Some of your listeners will be aware, but uh, we're a town of uh, oh, about 2,700 people at the very end of the road looking out open uh, across the open Pacific Ocean. So getting to us um, is, uh, well, uh, from... Um, uh, from uh, Calgary, uh, you can fly into uh, a couple of uh, airports right here on Vancouver Island. Uh, the Comox Airport or the Nanaimo Airport are the two closest. Um, and you can rent a car from either spot and uh, drive here in about three hours. So that's one option. You can also uh, fly into Vancouver and uh, uh, catch a Pacific Coastal Air um, uh you know, flight right into Tofino as well. Um, and uh, those are the, the primary options. We, we also have float plane service right out of Vancouver that'll, uh, if you want uh, really a kind of a, a fun, sexy way to go, something a little <laughs> bit different, um, grab the float plane in Vancouver and we'll land you right here in Tofino and we'll pick you up right at the dock. I think that'd be a fun way to go using the float plane. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Harbor Air does a great job. They're a wonderful, wonderful airline. And, uh, uh, you, you know, you fly uh, low and slow, so you get to see the island as uh-huh. you come across. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real West Coast way because float planes for us are really the taxis of the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're very familiar with, uh, with that mode of travel around here. And, and it's, a, it's a great introduction to the West Coast. Well, you are in Tofino, and Tofino is known for its storm watching. Is storm watching season over now? Well, we thought so. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've had a lot of late storms this year, uh, Randy. Um, but uh, the weather's looking quite a bit calmer. Looking forward, and and I think we're going to be, um, you know, uh, looking to more typical spring weather as we come out. Of course, the daffodils are out already. Um, and uh, things are warming up. But, uh, yeah, we did get a a late storm in April, which is kind of unusual. Typically, uh, storm season runs basically from November to and through March. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, things are sunny today, as I said, and and it's a a beautiful day in Tofino. Nice. So tell me about the rooms and and the amenities you offer and maybe just a little bit of the area of Tofino, what what other things people can do. Sure. Um, well, the, one of the great things about our destination is that, um, you know, we have uh, Pacific Rim National Park at our doorstep. There's thousands of hectares of, of provincial park and all the islands and inlets in and around uh, Clackwood Sound. Um, you know, we have uh, the open Pacific Ocean in front of us and old growth forest behind us. 
indigenous history that goes back 10,000 years. So um, uh, it, it's a wonderful uh, West Coast wilderness. Um, uh, of course, walking on the forest trails and the open beaches of the National Park or even our own Chesterman Beach right here at the Wiccaninish Inn. It's uh, two kilometers long and two and a half, actually, uh, from one end to the other on a hard-packed sand beach. Um, you're you're uh, uh, in, a, in a small township, but one really well-known for our culinary talents, a wide variety of great little restaurants, even superb takeaway um, places with um, uh, a lot of different uh, ethnic choices and styles of food. And um, and so the culinary aspect of Tofino, of course, we have all the great seafood right out in front, the Dungeness crab, the salmon, uh, the lingcod, you know, all the, all the great treats from, uh, from the Pacific, which are so popular here. But um, as well uh, for activities, we're known for, of course, whale watching, but oh, sea kayaking is fantastic because, well, we have the open beaches, and of course, there's always a lot of surfers out. So, mm-hmm. uh, we lots of surf lessons and and so on. But there's also miles of of really protected inlet waterways in Clackwood Sound. So, um, you can uh, go up bear watching by boat in into Clackwood Sound, uh, taking a tour to. Uh, the big tree trail to see thousand-year-old western red cedars that have well have been here for a thousand years. So um, quite a variety there, um, uh, and uh, you know, and in summertime, of course, uh, stand-up paddleboarding is is very popular now these days. And and uh, we have a new bike trail that uh, leads right from Tofino right through to Long Beach in Pacific Rim National Park, and. Uh, um, so a lot of people are, are uh, uh, bringing their bikes here at the Wiccaninish Inn. We, we have complimentary use of bikes, so you can just sign one out and, and, and uh, bike down to Long Beach and take a, a backpack lunch to go. As far as, as here at the inn goes, um, as I mentioned, we have 75 rooms and suites. Mm-hmm. They, each room and suite looks out to the open ocean or across Chesterman Beach out to the ocean. Um, you have every room has a fireplace. Every room has a, a, a nice out, outdoor uh, deck. Picture windows, of course, looking out to the ocean. Um, uh, Bose speaker with uh, Bluetooth uh, so you can play all your music that you like. Um, just all the things you need. If it does rain, we've got rain gear in the room. We've got rubber boots to take down to the beach. Um, and, uh, yeah, just binoculars for avid birders and those just want to take them out on your wildlife whale watching cruise or nature viewing or bear watching tour. Great cuisine here, of course. Our Point Restaurant has 270 degrees of view of the open ocean and and we have a wonderful on-the-rocks bar, great cocktails, incredible wine list, uh, a fair, fairly new wine cellar, showcase wine cellar. Well, it all sounds just fantastic. And if you go on the on your website, wickin.com, you can get the visuals of all the things that you're talking about. Uh, it sounds like a, a great place to visit if you even if you know if you wanted to relax or or be as active as you want. It's it's up to you, right? 
That's absolutely the case. Many people plan out a, a very busy itinerary, and by the time they arrive here, they sit in the room, they look out <laughs> at the ocean, and they go, you know, I think I'm just going to lay down and have a nap because it's uh, fresh ocean air and uh, and and uh, beautiful old-growth forest behind us. It's a very relaxing spot, but lots of activity if you want to. I, I say never over-plan your stay you'll 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 thank yourselves for for making that decision well it sounds great charles mcdermott is the managing director of the wicked Inn. uh com is the website it was uh, fun chatting with you charles thank you thank you randy Well, it's been a long time since we've chatted with one of our regular guests and contributors to the podcast, travel writer Paula Worthington. She recently took a trip to Bowen Island, located just across the water from Vancouver, B.C. So Paula joins us now to share her adventure and to help us learn a bit about exploring Bowen Island. Her website, where you can read all about it, is wanderswild.com. Hi, Paula. Hi, Randy. Tell me about Bowen Island. I had to look it up on a map to see where it was because <laughs> uh, I didn't realize it was that close to Vancouver. How stupid of me. Well, not. I mean, there's a lot of islands around Vancouver and Vancouver Island. There's there's a lot to explore there. And sometimes it just takes us a while to finally get to go visit the places that are actually not too far from us. So uh, Bowen Island, you're right. It, uh, a lot of people say, which one's that one? And if you've <laughs> flown into Vancouver before, um, sometimes when you're flying, you know, depending which way you're coming from, but when you're flying into Vancouver Airport, you often sometimes fly right above it on the descent. So <laughs> chances are people have certainly seen it. Um, so Bowen Island is actually just a 20-minute ferry ride from Horseshoe Bay which is about a 40-minute drive from the Vancouver airport. So it's really easy and convenient to get to. And uh, I don't know if you're like me, but I get on those DC ferries and I instantly feel like I've escaped the world a little bit. And uh, so I always love a DC ferry trip. And um, the one to Bowen is, is really quick. Um, I had a rental car and I nobody even gets out of their car because you're pretty much at the next dock um, not too long after you leave. Well, you're right about the the ferry trip, now that you mention it, because it's been a long time since I've been on a BC ferry. But you're right, it it is a a fun little part of the adventure. Uh, So it is a quick little 20-minute boat ride across uh, from Vancouver. So tell me about uh, the island itself, what the area is like, what you did, some of the highlights. Yeah, and, you know, it's great because I think something that has happened with the pandemic is we've really um, even become more passionate about visiting places within Canada and getting to know different areas. And so for me, this was the first trip to Bowen. Um, I was kind of intrigued just to have a little bit of a quick getaway. And I spent three nights on the island. The first night, um, I stayed at a a little teeny tiny hotel called Artisan Suites, which is above this delicious uh, bakery. So that's always a really great plus when you're staying somewhere and there's fresh (laughs) croissants right downstairs. And, uh, and it's great. It's, um, it's self check-in and beautiful, you know, beautiful views across to the mountains on the coast. Um, and it was a great little place to stay. But the, the real focus of my stay there was uh, going to do a two-night yoga retreat at a place called Nectar Yoga, which is located on the island. And it has these beautiful 
um, kind of very modern Scandinavian style cottages and cabins. And um, it really lets you escape. And it's funny how, you know, after all this time for so many of us where we haven't maybe traveled as much uh, and we're ready to go and do that. And yet at the same time, as I found with wanting to go to Nectar is I was really craving stillness and I was craving a chance to just really disconnect and unplug and be in the forest and, um, and explore as well. So uh, Nectar Yoga let me do all of those things. Um, so it is, it's a two night stay. You have your, your cottage. Um, they serve breakfast to you every day and you participate in yoga and meditation classes each day. And then you have a whole bunch of free time. So you can go out to a pub and have some fish and chips. You can go for a hike. You can drive around the island and explore a little bit. Um, Bowen itself is really hilly, so it is good to to have a car. I know sometimes in the summer people will rent an e-bike to get around, which is great too, um, but it was handy to have a car just to be able to explore all these little areas and different coves and things like that. And um, it was really just a great chance to to get in some beautiful walks and hikes in that green uh, rainforest on the West Coast and try some great food and, and really just feel like you don't have to go do a lot because Bowen Island itself, I think, is about 10 kilometers by 12 kilometers. So enough to go explore a little bit, but you're kind of tucked into this little island and, and you get to just really enjoy where you're at. Well, it sounds like it. I was going to ask if you're doing yoga 24-7, but it doesn't sound like that. It <laughs> no. sounds like you got to explore the area. So was it busy? Do yeah. people go over? I would, I would assume it would be a great uh, day trip as well. Oh, it's a great, it's a great day trip to Bowen Island. Like I said, you know, if you're, even if you're staying in downtown Vancouver um, and you don't have a car, there's a, there's a bus you can take to Horseshoe Bay and then you can even step onto the ferry uh, just as a passenger. And again, the ferries run about every hour and it's about 20 minutes um, over to Bowen. And when you arrive on the ferry, you land in a place very quaint called Snug Cove. Um, and there's a few restaurants there, all kinds of food. There's a place called Barcelona, which serves Spanish tapas. There's, of course, a few places that have fantastic fish and chips and fish tacos. There's a pub. There's um, a great cafe. So you can you can really step off the ferry and within about 300 meters there's all kinds of options for you and then of course you can kind of make your way to other little spots on the island as well so i've known people who have gone over for dinner for a few hours and Mm -hmm. come back or or go over and um and make a day trip out of it and you know i would suggest if it's a day trip uh jump on the ferry uh go over get a coffee grab a map um maybe rent a bike or there's even a few viewpoints you can hike to right from the ferry cove um, and get some great views, you know, get in a bit of exercise. And, and the, I mean, the forests on the island are just beautiful. It's, it's kind of like a walk in Stanley Park in that, and that kind of feeling with the huge trees and lots of ferns and really lush abundance of vegetation. Um, and then grab lunch and uh, there's some great little shops. You can do a little bit of shopping and then you walk back down and jump on the ferry and you're back back over in in the lower mainland within 20 minutes so Mm -hmm. whether whether it's an escape for you know for a few nights um i could have easily stayed for a week but i often say that about a lot of places (laughs) i visit as you know um but it would be a great day trip as well so was it busy there do you find that people it's kind of like uh like a hidden gym sort of 
thing or I think so. Yeah. I, I went midweek. So, uh, you know, when, when you can, like anywhere, midweek can often, mm-hmm. often give some, some great little surprises. Um, but it is, it's very laid back there and, and, uh, and, you know, people, uh, enjoy being there because they like to escape a little bit. So it, uh, it was really easy to get around and it, and it wasn't too busy at all. Um, now did you, now you, I know you went there for yoga and stuff, but so what are some of the other activities that people would enjoy doing? I am looking on the uh, tourism Bowen Island website, by the way, tourism Island.com. There is a lot of things to do. Like you can kayak and hiking and, and all those, uh, fun things, right? Absolutely. Um, I did a couple of hikes, uh, just around some of the lakes. There's a fairly high peak on Bowen called Mount Gardner that if you're really intrepid, you can go and hike that for the day. So there's lots of, you know, anything from a kilometer to 10 kilometers, you can you can easily hike there depending on your um, activity level. Um, exactly that kayaking, there's a golf course on Bowen, um, you know, bike riding, um, you know, you could probably even in the summer, depending on the weather, you could probably even do a little bit of stand up paddle boarding in some areas. So it really is great for those outdoor pursuits. And I think for a lot of people is just that chance to explore. So if you're, if you're staying in a small hotel or, um, you know, just enjoying a little bit of quiet time, um, you know, getting to, getting to read some of the books you've been putting off for a while while enjoying a really great view and a cup of coffee, it's, it's really a place where you can unplug and, and having, you know, having something like the, like the retreat where you have a little bit of a program, but you've got lots of free time. Um, it really gives you the best of both worlds between being out and being active and exploring and also getting um, that downtime to relax, too. Well, it sounds like it, too. Uh, did you get a chance? To, I know you, you said you stayed two nights at your uh, yoga retreat and one night uh, elsewhere, but is there a lot of accommodation options if you wanted to spend a few nights there? There there are. I mean, it, the, the places which always appeals to me, that a lot of the places to stay are quite small, so... Um, you know, whether it's just a handful of cabins or cottages or really small boutique hotels. And there's also several Air, um, Airbnbs as well as bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see uh, you're not going to see any kind of, you know, um, a hotel chain or a larger hotel facility or anything like that. So if you're looking for small, quaint, unique, um, you know, staying at a place where there's not a lot of guests because it might be a place with three or four or five cottages, then, then it's certainly the place for you. And, and again, you know, as people get more comfortable with travel again, um, you know, if people are just maybe thinking about taking that first trip, um, a place like Bowen makes you feel really comfortable because you can, you can pick and choose where you want to be and how many people you want to be around. And, of course, you know, again, coming back to that idea of just finding that stillness and unplugging in a really, really beautiful setting. No Zoom calls. <laughs> no Zoom calls allowed. <laughs> well, that sounds like a fabulous uh, place. Now that I know, it's not that far from Vancouver. Even for a day trip, it sounds amazing. It's uh, Bowen Island. You can find their website is tourismbowenisland.com, but you, you can check out uh, Paula's website, wanderswild.com. Paula Worthington, uh, travel writer and blogger. It's been too long since we chatted, Paula. It was so nice to chat again. Likewise. Uh, look forward to more chats as we get traveling again. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review. 
tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.